listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host for the week, Trisha Brown, and this is episode number 437.5. I'm actually recording this on October 31st, which is Halloween. Although when you were listening to it, Halloween will be multiple days past, so you probably don't care. But regardless of that, I hope you have enough leftover candy to get you through at least the weekend, and ideally till the end of the month. All right, let's talk about some books. The books that we are going to talk about today are pretty different from each other in a lot of ways, but they both center on a topic that I personally think we don't talk enough about, which is grief. I know that probably sounds like a downer, but stick with me. One of these books is even actually by a comedian. So like I said, stick with me. And I think that if you are willing to give one or both of these books a try, you will find that one of the great things about each of them is that they highlight the complexities of grief, which is more than about just being sad, and help to recognize grief's role as one of the most precious parts of the human experience. And I am going to tell you more about how they do that in just a minute. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95. And she's like the best. She's brilliant, charismatic, quick-witted, funny. They fall in love. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Arena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, now, before we got to the break... I did mention that grief is something that I think we should talk more about, and I have come to believe that really strongly, especially over the course of the last few years. But I also know that for some people, I think it's especially true of those who have dealt with grief, wrestled with grief, wrangled with grief, are still living with grief. Some of the parts of these conversations are more than just uncomfortable. They can actually be really painful. And if that's you, you can opt out. And I will talk again with you in December and someone else will talk with you Liberty next week, someone else on all the Fridays in between. Um, So, you know, if you need to step away, that's completely all right. Although I will say, if you are dealing with grief, I will tell you uh, same, actually. I lost my sister about three years ago and my brother died last year. And I have found, for whatever it's worth, both of the books that I'm going to talk about to be really helpful and validating as I have been living with my own grief. And even if you have no interest in grief, they're also just really good, well-written books that I think you will like. 
But again, also, everyone's got to take care of themselves on their own reading and life journeys. So make your decisions accordingly. And if there's anything that I can do to help you figure out just in terms of content, whether one of these books or the other is going to be a good fit for you, just ping me. Happy to help you do that. All right. Now we are really going to get to the books as promised. So shortly after my brother died last fall, I heard an interview on NPR with Rob Delaney, who is the comedian that I mentioned earlier. You might actually know him from the show Catastrophe. He also did a really fantastic cameo in Deadpool 2, which is worth rewatching that movie just to see. He also had this, I think he kind of got famous from his Twitter presence maybe like a decade ago when we all thought Twitter was kind of a mess, but now it's the era that we kind of look back at as the good old days of Twitter. Anyway, he also wrote another book called, I kid you not, this is what it's called, Rob Delaney, Mother, Wife, Sister, Human, Warrior, Falcon, Yardstick, Turban, Cabbage. As you might be able to guess, that book and everything else I've mentioned so far was comedic. But when I was listening to him on NPR, he was talking about something incredibly tragic, which is the death of his two-year-old son, Henry, as a result of a brain tumor. So Delaney had just published a book called A Heart That Works about Henry and about Henry's life, illness, and eventual death. And I bought it immediately because sometimes when you are dealing with your own grief, there's like a misery loves company thing that happens that makes you just want to wallow in someone else's equally or even more devastating circumstances. But for better or worse, and probably for better, that's not quite what a heart that works is. The title is a reference to a quote from Juliana Hatfield that reads, a heart that breaks is a heart that works. And Delaney, as he's writing this book and then narrating this book, is clearly heartbroken. But it's also a love letter to his son and to a larger extent, his wife and the rest of his family and community, including his sister, who lost her husband to suicide during the same period of time. Believe it or not, there is actually a lot of humor in this book. And in fairness, a lot of it is pretty dark. There's actually a story in the book about someone approaching Delaney's mother and sister in a bar with a general, how are you? And in case you've ever wondered what happens when somebody gives you their real answer to how are you, you should read this book because the person asking that sort of general question was definitely not expecting it. Side note, the family was not doing great. So it was a, it was a very interesting and, like I said, funny story in response. And also, some of the jokes are just very typical comedian writing a book jokes. The other thing that I think sets this book apart, at least for me, and which is the reason that I will recommend it to people for as long as it is available to read, is that Delaney is deeply and maybe even desperately interested in helping people to understand. He says that explicitly. Not to understand what he's dealing with, but to understand how they can and should react to what he's dealing with. This is unquestionably the book I found that most feels like a how-to guide when it comes to supporting someone you love that's dealing with death and grief. He talks about how emotions and celebrations have changed and how he sometimes doesn't really want to see or talk with anyone who hasn't been through a similar experience. And he writes in a darkly funny way about how he no longer attends adult birthday parties because his son only had two birthdays, so why should he care if you're turning 40? Um, if you are trying to support a loved one dealing with grief, or if you are trying to better prepare for when you do have to provide that support, I genuinely think you would be hard-pressed to find a better option than a heart that works. 
The last thing I will say about this book, and then I swear I will move on, is that if you are an audiobook person at all, you should absolutely consider listening to this book. Rob Delaney's love for his son and his family and his authenticity come through in just the words. So if you're reading something hard copy or ebook, you will still get it. But in his narration of this like deeply personal story, even just the way he pauses or takes a breath at certain moments conveys a depth of feeling that is, I found, a whole other level of just heart-wrenching. All right. Now, let's talk about a fiction book in which only fictional characters die. Plus, some people fall in love. So in a lot of ways, this one is a lot lighter. It is also a lot messier. You may have heard of the book You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Akweke Emeze, because, first of all, it has one of the best titles of the last several years. But also, lots of people were talking about this book last year when it came out, including lots of folks here at Book Riot. I will send one more apology out into the universe to Jess Pride, who recommended this book for like a year before I finally read it. You Made a Fool of a Death is focused on Faye, who is a not-quite-30-year-old artist who is trying to reestablish her life, including in maybe especially her love and sex life, a few years after the death of her husband. So she starts hanging out with a guy who's mostly a friend, but this guy wants more. Anyway, he takes Fahey back to his family home in the Caribbean to kind of like relax and work on her art. And I think he's kind of hoping maybe that something happens between them. But it doesn't because she kind of falls for his dad, Alim, who is also a widower. Alim is handsome and successful and kind and wealthy, but he can also relate to her grief. And it's something that ties the two of them together in a really unique way. There's a great interview with Trevor Noah on The Daily Show in 2022 where Amaze talks about how the grief infuses the novel and how it kind of happened by accident because she wanted to explore how people continue to be through grief and the ways that even when a person is living with grief, the world doesn't stop. I would encourage you if you have nine or ten minutes to Google that interview because it actually is really, really lovely and insightful. There's so much that's fantastic about this book, including the messiness that I mentioned before that Amaze writes into Faye and her life choices. She's Faye's been through enough to know that a lot of what she's doing is going to hurt people, but she's also been through enough to know that she can't necessarily make that the deciding points when she's making her life decisions. So the way, the way that grief is just woven into her life and this story feels very genuine and there's a rawness to it that's engaging. And, you know, the way that life after loss is a part of just the negotiation of the relationship that she and Aleem decide to build together is a reminder both of the fact that they're never going to get over that loss, but also that they can find joy and life beyond it, which is, I think, a really hopeful and lovely reminder to all of us. And I think that was the idea behind the book. So, I will fully acknowledge that there is a lot of heaviness in both of these books, but I genuinely and truly believe that reading each one or either of them will leave your reading life richer. And that is coming from somebody who reads an awful lot of books with a built-in happily ever after. So if I can do it, probably many of you can as well. But let's leave it there for the week. Thanks, as always, to our sponsors and a huge thanks as well to our audio editor, Caitlin Brame. And thank you, of course, for listening.
For more recs or general bookishness, you can check out bookriot.com. And don't forget, as always, to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen. Or if it's easier, just search Book Riot in your podcast player of choice. You can find both the books that I mentioned today, A Heart That Works and You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty. There are links to both of them in the show notes, either in your podcatcher or you can go to bookriot.com slash all the books. Remember that if you are a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show a little love, you can just leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We really appreciate it. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to find me, as I mentioned, I'm happy to help you navigate any content warnings that you need. You can find me mostly on Instagram at Trisha Haley Brown. I am also on Blue Sky at Trisha Haley Brown. And until we meet again, I am wishing you all of the joy that your fall or spring can handle. Please do take good care and happy reading.